Hey there, you're listening to Leadership Unleashed with your host, Todd Bishop, where we unleashed the leader in you. If you enjoyed today's teaching, like, subscribe, and share. If you would like to give feedback, email todd at toddbishop.tv. Let's grow to the next level. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this month's episode of Leadership Unleashed. I'm so really thankful to have you joining us today because we're going to talk about a very important subject that a lot of leaders often overlook. They recognize it when it happens, but they're not really anticipating them. And so my hope is to give you some anticipation keys so that you can protect yourself from today's subject. Drum roll, please. The enemies of progress. The enemies of progress. I don't know if you have any enemies, but I've had a lot of enemies over the course of my 27 years in leadership. Most of them are unintentional enemies. However, that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the intentional enemies that come into our life that come into our leadership, that try and influence and affect us, not for the better, but for the worse. The enemies of progress. So here's what I want you to do. If you're listening, lean in. If you're at a table and you can write some notes, you might want to write some of this stuff down. You might have to listen to this podcast two or three times. So don't be afraid to do it. Just listen, lean in. Nobody's going to know you're listening to it two or three times anyway. So you might as well just get as much information out of the content we're going to talk about today. The enemies of progress. I want to slide into an Old Testament, a passage of scripture. And this scripture is one that most of you, if you're a pastor, you'd be familiar with. If you've been part of the Christian faith, you've probably heard the book of Ezra and you probably know some of the story. If you're not part of faith, that's okay too. Maybe you're a business leader, an entrepreneur, and faith is not your focus right now. Personally, I believe it should be. But if it's not, I think there's some principles you're going to be able to learn today as we look into the Old Testament passage found in Ezra chapter 4. Here's what's taking place. Um, The enemies of Judah and Benjamin now hear that the temple is being rebuilt and they get frustrated. Progress is being made on the temple and the enemies don't want it to happen. So there's really three things that happen in this story that we'll drill into just a little bit. These enemies come in, they offer their services to rebuild the temple, but we know That's not really what they want to do. So the first thing that's said in Ezra chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, it talks about, let us build with you. Uh, The enemies of progress often infiltrate. They often infiltrate so they can annihilate. Let me say it again. The enemies of progress often infiltrate so they can annihilate. Let us build with you. I don't know about you, leader, But I have had a lot of leaders come near me that say, hey, I'm with you, pastor. I'm behind you. I'm supporting you. How can I come alongside you? And they they don't want to come alongside me. They wanted to walk behind me so they could put a knife in my back. There are some people that just like to infiltrate. So these individuals came in and they offered to build. Well, they weren't really having the intention to build with. They were trying to undermine the work. 
So when you examine his story, you realize that one of the first tactics of the enemies of progress is infiltration. Let me say it one more time. They infiltrate so they can annihilate. They walk in, they come as the guys of, hey, we're here to help you. We love you. We want to support you. And then you know what they start to do? They start to put seeds of discord and disunity and division all around. So they're infiltrating. Then we see later uh, in verses 4 and 5 that they begin to try and work against the ones building the temples. Not only is there infiltration, but now there's intimidation. They're trying to work against them. They're trying to push against them. They're trying to get people on their side. They're trying to shift the focus from progress to going backwards. And so the enemies of progress will always try and intimidate. They will try and intimidate with reminding of you of your, of your failures or your challenges or your problems or your deficiencies. They'll tell you all the reasons why you can't. They'll start working behind the scenes. I've had people in the past that would be in front of me. You're the greatest, but then they're working angles behind the scenes to try and cause division. That's intimidation. They try and get everybody on their side to see their perspective. Here's what I know. I don't really have to defend myself. I don't have to defend my decisions. I don't have to defend my positions because I'm trusting that I've heard from God. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But those who try and intimidate will always try and justify their actions and they'll try and walk in a cowardice to criticize and try and demote the work of God either in your business, your organization, your nonprofit, and yes, even in the church. So there's infiltration. Let us build with you. There's intimidation. They're going to work against them. And then there's instigation. They sent out letters of accusation. They tried to rally a crew around them to stop the progress of building the temple. Whatever God has called you to build, there's always going to be some instigators. There's going to be some of those that try and just stir things up enough to get your attention off what you know you should be doing and onto the things you should not be doing. This happens all the time in so many places and spaces. There are instigators that just slide in with the sole purpose to gather a crowd, to attack you, criticize you. And one of the greatest places we see that today is on social media. Everybody today loves to instigate on social media. It is very easy to hide behind a phone or uh, you know whatever you would type. It's very easy to be away, but when people know you, it's a lot harder to instigate. That's why nobody usually likes to instigate face-to-face. -face. They usually like to do it behind your back or through closed doors or through a, a cowardice outlet like social media to attack and instigate and try and rally people around their perspective. So, in Ezra's book, in chapter 4, you see that there were these three actions that were taken to try and stop the progress of the temple being built. There was infiltration, there was intimidation, and there was instigation. And I think what's very interest, interesting is any one of us can allow those things to put a pause on what we're supposed to do, to, to stop our potential and to stop us from moving forward but the prophets in this passage, they pushed ahead. They pushed progress. They pushed 
advancement. They pushed going forward. And at one point, the scripture says they overcame the enemy. In other words, they just kept doing what was right because it was right. And if you do what's right because it's right, everything will always turn out right. Let me say that one more time. If you do what's right because it's right, everything will turn out all right. See, when you stand and do what God's called you to do and you don't allow the enemies of infiltration or intimidation or instigation to get you off focus and off your agenda and off God's purpose for your life, if you can stay focused, you will experience victory. Now, our culture is trying to teach us today that everyone's a victim. And uh, yes, there are real victims in our world today, but the Bible pushes against victim mentality and it teaches us that we are victors and never victims. We are overcomers. We are ones that can get through what life has brought us to. So even when there's infiltration, people try and slither their way into your life. Even when there's intimidation, there are those with bigger voices, bigger megaphones trying to work against you. Even when there's some on your team that are instigating and throwing out seeds of division, disunity, and all those things, even when all those things are happening, you are still a victor and you will become everything God designed you to do, to be, and your company, business, nonprofit, or church will do everything it is designed to do. If you can push back against the enemies of progress. That is important because most of the friends and leaders that I know today, um, they get a little bit hesitant to push back. Now, I personally, I'm a New Yorker. I like to push back. When someone pushes me, I'm not going to slide into a corner. I'm going to push back. So if someone tries to infiltrate, I'm pushing back and I'm going to call them out. If someone tries to intimidate, trust me, I can do intimidation. I have friends. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. Kind of true, but not true intimidation. When someone tries to instigate, someone tries to throw those seeds out there, listen, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to push past it. Here's what you have to understand as a leader. You've got to outlast every enemy because if you stay strong enough and you last long enough, you will outlast any enemy to the progress and potential God has called you to walk in. So I want to give you in this month's episode, the seven major enemies of progress. All right, write it down, seven major enemies of progress. And these are things that are either gonna be personal, they're gonna be on your team, or they're gonna be around you, okay? So they're not external enemies, they could be, but they could also be internal enemies, okay? The first major enemy of progress that you're gonna have to address is complacency. Complacency, write that down. Complacency. Complacency is getting to that place where you're just okay with where you're at. Now, the Bible teaches we should be content in every situation and circumstance. That's not what I'm talking about. Contentment does not mean complacency. And a lot of people confuse the two. They think, well, you know, I'm content, so I'm just going to coast here. No, complacency is when you don't even want to coast. You're, you're literally just, eh, it is what it is, whatever will be will be complacency will keep you from fully unleashing your potential. Complacency is an enemy to progress because you're like, well, we've always done it this way. It's always, it always happens this way. Things always go this way. At some point, you got to push back against that enemy of progress in complacency. Now that could be in your own heart. That could be in your team. That could be, uh, 
in your church or your business. It could be all around you. Complacency is something that is easy to set in. Complacency can set in in one moment of a leader's absence. If you're not present, complacency, well, you know, they're not around. We'll just, we'll just do enough to get by. Enough to get by is an enemy of progress. It's called complacency. And so you've got to push back against that major enemy of progress. And there's way too many complacent leaders. And complacent leaders become complicit in failure. Let me say it again. Complacent leaders become complicit in failure. In other words, because they're hitting the pause button, because they're just okay with where they're at, and they don't want to advance, they're actually complicit in the failure of an organization, business, company, church. All right, major enemy number two, insecurity. Now, this is something I know a lot about because I struggle with insecurity. Now, most people say, I can't believe you're telling me you struggle with insecurity. Here's what I know. Every time I confess my struggle, I get stronger in it. So confession, the Bible says, brings healing. It, it's a therapeutic resolve that God does through his word when we confess, hey, I deal with insecurity. How does this keep you from progressing? I mean, this is important because if I'm an insecure leader, I'm not going to raise up other leaders around me. And if I don't raise up other leaders around me, then the organization can only go so far. That's how Insecurity can cripple you from growing. And so what I've got to be able to do as a leader is just resolve it's okay to be insecure. It's okay to admit it, but it's also not okay to allow that to cripple your organization. So what I have to do is I have to push back against that insecurity all the time. And there's times where I might feel it. I see another leader emerging, doing better. I've got to kind of be like John the Baptist when Jesus showed up on the scene. And what did John the Baptist say about Jesus? Jesus is now baptizing more people. John the Baptist said this, I am filled with joy at his success. Insecure leaders must be filled with joy at the success of others. It actually destroys the insecurity in our own lives. So major enemy number one, complacency. Major enemy number two, insecurity. Major enemy number three, laziness. What is that, complacency? No, it's totally different. Laziness is just, you're flat out lazy. You would rather sit on your couch, shoving Cheetos in your mouth, sticking a Twinkie in, and dropping a Pepsi instead of getting out there and doing the hard yards, doing the work. And there are so many lazy people that expect everything just handed to them. Well, the people that I, I follow that are most successful, they work hard. How hard do they work? Harder than others. They work later than others, they work stronger than others, and they do more than others. I have this personal life mission statement that I've had for 31 years, and it's pretty simple. At the end of the long days and late nights, did anybody hear about Jesus? In other words, there's going to be some times where i got to get up more earlier than anybody else. And there's going to be times I've got to stay up later than anybody else in order to get the job done. Laziness, lethargy sets in when we just become inactive. So inactivity actually leads to a stagnation and stagnation starts to stink after a while. So you've got to be able to say, hey, listen, I'm not going to be lazy. The Bible tells us never to be lazy, but to work with enthusiasm. So what I'm praying for, what I'm believing for is that um, something in you is going to rise and you're going to look at laziness in yourself on your team, in your organization, and you're going to push back against that enemy of progress. Because remember, the prophets in Ezra pushed progress. They pushed for advancement. All right, major enemies. Number one, complacency. 
Number two, insecurity. Number three, laziness. Number four, delays. I have found the enemy loves to put delays in our pathway to keep us from what God designed us to do. Delays are often used by God, but many times the enemy uses delays to our destiny to discourage us from even pursuing our destiny. And so those delays can come in a lot of ways. They can come through health issues. They can come through scheduling conflicts. They can come through cancellations. But don't get discouraged in the delays. Push progress. Keep advancing. Keep pursuing and keep doing what God has called you to do. All right, number five, fear. Fear is one of those things that can become a great enemy of progress if you allow it. But you can overcome fear. You can work through fear. You can work even while you're afraid. I mean, what is real faith? It's really doing things when you're still afraid. Faith is not, oh, everything's perfect. Everything's going. No, faith is really like, man, I don't know what God's going to do. I'm going to trust God's going to do it. I'm going to trust he's going to protect my business. I'm going to trust that he's going to protect my church. And even though I'm afraid, I'm still going to push forward. There's a healthy sense of fear and there's an unhealthy sense of fear. A healthy sense of fear is if I stick my hand in a fire, it will be burned. I'm not going to do that. That's a fear. An unhealthy fear is I'm not even going to turn on my stove because it might explode. That's an unhealthy fear. There are healthy fears that all of us must walk within and trusting God in the process. I heard this acronym years ago, fear is false evidence appearing real. The reality is 70% of the things we fear will never happen to us. So why do we spend all those all that time allowing the enemy of progress called fear to cripple us or keep us from our destiny? All right, major enemy number one, complacency. Number two, insecurity. Uh, number three, laziness. Number four, delay. Number five, fear. And number six, negativity. Negativity drives me insane. I, I have a hard time with negative people. Even though I lean a little negative, I always want to see the positive side of everything. And so one of the greatest enemies of progress is going to be negativity. But I've experienced a lot over my years of living. And I can honestly tell you that uh, overcoming the negativity had to start when I was young. My mother used to say I was always such a happy kid. I was always smiling. I was always trying to make people laugh. It's because I grew up with so much negativity, I wanted to escape from that negativity. Does that make sense? I wanted to uh, kind of withdraw from it, but that wasn't the healthiest. Um, I actually had to attack the negativity. Just withdrawing from it is not enough. So I chose to attack the negativity. How do I do that? I speak positive things. I speak words of encouragement. I try and uplift and I try and encourage people. One of the greatest enemies, major enemies of progress is negativity. It's that thing that somehow gets in everybody. Doesn't matter how good you are, how strong you are, how faith-filled you are, you've got to make sure that enemy of progress called negativity doesn't get in your spirit. You got to push back against that because if you allow it in, it begins to control your decisions. It begins to affect your relationships and eventually it might destroy the destiny of your business, organization, church, or ministry. All right, major enemies of progress. Number one, complacency. Two, insecurity. Three, laziness. Four, delay. Five, fear. Six, negativity. And last, people. 
People can be the enemy of progress, whether it's yourself or those around you. So do not allow the wrong crowd in your circle because your circle determines your cycle. So remove some of that, those enemies that they're not intentional. They might be intentional. There are some intentional people that come into our lives that intend on hurting us, but many of those situations are unintentional. So how do you overcome the enemies of progress? You don't allow infiltration, you don't allow intimidation, and you don't allow instigation. You ask God's Spirit to lead you into all truth, and you lead the way God designed you to lead. Wow, that was so awesome. If you enjoyed today's teaching, why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and share it with a friend. While you're at it, follow Todd R. Bishop on all social media platforms. And hey, head to toddbishop.tv to check out all the events we have going on. We'll see you next episode where we unleash the leader in you.